Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always is Latara. Greetings, citizens. I said Latara because... I know, bonjour citizens. <laughs> <laughs> I said that because it was Canada Day a couple of days ago and I felt like, you know, there's, there's some French parts of Canada, I guess. I, we're a science fiction movie podcast. We talk about sci-fi movies every week. Can we watch a movie? We get together, we talk about it. It's really that simple. It's not rocket science, which is good because neither one of us is smart enough to be rocket scientists. So That's true. <laughs> this episode, we're actually returning... Uh, I can't really say a franchise, but we're returning to a film. We, we did The Blob, the original 50s Blob, uh, about three or four months ago, you know, earlier in the year. And we said that at the time, no, we'll come back in the near future and do the 80s version, which I had never seen. I'd seen the 50s one before. I'd never seen the 80s one. So from 1988, we're going to be talking about The Blob and we'll get into it. Uh, we'll start spoiler free, of course, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get into spoilers. Uh, Tara, had you seen The Blob, the 80s Blob specifically, before? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I remember when we watched the 50s Blob thinking that I remember the blob being a lot scarier when i watched it when i was younger so maybe i did see this version <laughs> because this one's definitely scarier like if you're a kid oh yeah that, this one is definitely 50 50 sci-fi horror to the, to the point where this could have mm -hmm. easily been a screams episode had this show... i'm sort of sorry for you guys that it wasn't like because this is definitely a, a horror film that needs to be shared oh sure i mean <laughs> There's a lot there's a lot of overlap in the sci-fi and horror genres, and I think when it comes down to stuff like this, we just have to pick a side. And I feel like, you know, I, I'm always going to pick sci-fi for the Alien franchise. Uh, mm -hmm. And not not just because there's more some of the sequels are more sci-fi than horror anyway, but I, I just I feel strongly that, that should be more talked about in a sci-fi context. But uh, you know, ultimately there's always going to be these ones that are kind of borderline. Tim insists that Choppy Mall should have been on the ace and not Screams After Midnight. Well suck it, Tim, because we did it's it. Robots, right? Yeah. Just because there's robots. It's still a slasher well, maybe movie. Maybe a few, meet, few years from now when we're really, like, looking for, <laughs> you know, looking through the ends of whatever, Amazon.com, to see what we could find. <laughs> maybe Hi. we'll just say, you know what, let's just do Chopping Mall. I have no problems re-watching Chopping Mall, I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Uh, There's a, there's a masterpiece. <laughs> so I guess this kind of continues the trend of the 80s doing 50s reboots like uh mm. the thing or um the fly the other one I was, the fly yeah there you go, there you go. yeah uh yeah this is kind of a, a weird trend and obviously there was isn't as many remakes in the 80s as there is now like you know the, the, the 2000s and 2010s have been so remake heavy no but this this is def like this is definitely in that caliber of films where it's just like let's do this version of the film but like it's definitely not your mother's version <laughs> of the blob which I think is actually <laughs> part of why I kind of like remakes from the 80s because it's very much, okay, movies made in the 50s are all kind of have a similar tone, they have a similar feel, they're mm -hmm. shot a certain way, they're, they're shot yeah, in a, I mean, a simpler the, time. The blob from the 50s is almost like a family horror film. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, even just the, the the technical qualities of it is, is, is very kind of like, we're all on like back lots, and I mean some of this is maybe on a back lot as well, but it's all shot in very simplistic wide shots, you know, close-ups. By the time we get to the 70s, and then obviously into the 80s, where this is made, is, you know, filmmaking evolved a little bit and things were mm -hmm. a, a bit more cinematic, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, and you feel that just in how it looks. And then the fact mm -hmm. that this movie is clearly a product of the 80s, down to the, the shitty teenage characters, down to the mm -hmm. almost slasher movie-esque uh, structure to it, and the, the, the gore and the... And, oh, yeah. And we it, it it's at a time in film before, like before cg mm. so everything is like these practical disgusting effects <laughs> yeah and the effects are really good for the most part there's a couple of yeah. things where you can kind of tell that some of the techniques between this and the 50s one are actually the same they're just more evolved where there's, you can... a, there's a couple of like green screen yeah like uh images of the of the blob moving around where you could tell like okay this is definitely just an overlay of mm. people running from a blob that you know it's a little bit like not great but for the most part, like the effects are, are awesome. Yeah, and there's a, there is a moment towards the end where there's a a truck that is clearly a miniature, and it's kind of yeah. it's kind of funny. But for the most part, there's not a lot of that. A lot of the effects are very much like in the I won't, I won't say on par because it's, it's it's sacrilege to this movie to say it's on par with it. But 
it's more it's more in the style of something like the the, the thing where there's these mm-hmm. gruesome gory practical prosthetics and you know a lot of ky jelly and shit and mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff um so and again not up to the start because the thing might have the best practical monster effects ever oh done, definitely yeah but although there there is hints of cronenberg in this a little bit of cronenberg yeah i can see that i can see that yeah. uh so the effects are really good the cast is very interesting I, you know i actually like i kept referring to the main character in my head throughout the movie as not ethan hawk because he looked like a young ethan hawk I kept thinking that he was Matt Dillon, but he's not. He's Matt Dillon's brother, yeah, but I kept seeing Matt Dillon in it. He's Kevin Dillon, who I actually now looking at a photo of what he looks like and the, the way I recognize him, because obviously he's like, he's quite young here compared to like most of his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I don't know who this this guy is. Uh, but he's, he's, without the facial hair, he's got a, kind of a, almost like a not Ethan Hawke kind of vibe to him. Now, obviously Ethan yeah, Hawke is much younger, so he would obviously he's a kid at this point, but still. He's very, he, he's very like, uh, 80s handsome and he's got that, like, he's, 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 I think he's pretty good in the movie, actually. I think all the other teenagers are terrible, but like, I think he's great. I'm surprised he didn't really have like a leading man career. Mm. I mean, he didn't have the career takeoff after the blob, like, uh, Steve McQueen did. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, Steve and McQueen's... he's definitely playing the Steve McQueen part. Yeah, Steve McQueen's definitely stupid. Well, when we talk about the differences between the two movies, like, some of the characters acted in the first one, like Steve McQueen was this troublemaker, whereas in this version, this character has de- clearly got a history with the law and is mm-hmm. definitely something of a troublemaker. Uh, so there's definitely some comparisons and parallels to be had and between them. they both tried a motorcycle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene in the movie theatre, there's a scene where people are in a diner, although the diner scene is not at the end this time. So there's, there's, there's definitely similarities, even if it's not like the characters aren't beat for beat just this character in this movie no in fact it shakes it up pretty early too where you think it's going one way and then like oh that's not our leading person <laughs> yeah it does kind of a, a, a drew barrymore-esque you know surprise uh, if mm-hmm. you will um and you know i didn't see it coming because i really i i thought it was like set up kind of a trio of characters but not so much uh mm-hmm. some of the other characters or the actors that i recognize in here though the, the sheriff uh, is Jeffrey Demon, who you may not know that name, but you'll probably know his face. And oh, you know his eyebrows. He's he's definitely got <laughs> some serious eyebrows. Although he has more hair in this than I'm used to seeing him with. This is an yeah, he's, film. yeah, he's younger. Uh, not but, not like that young, but younger. Notably, one of the names that I noticed in the credits, uh, the the co-writer of this movie was was uh, Frank Darabont, which is really interesting because Frank Darabont went on to do Shawshank Redemption and The Mist and The Green Mile and. He's a very... Isn't that actor in all those movies? He is. That's where, that's where I was going with this. <laughs> is it this actor? Is he a Frank Darabont you know, regular? You know, he's a regular star of his films. So uh, it's interesting that even this film that he co-wrote in his early days uh, still had him there. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of like how Dick Miller's in all of Joe Dante's movies. Uh, and incidentally, Chopping Mall. <laughs> Everybody loves Dick Miller. Oh, he's great. He's great. And he, he actually didn't die that long ago. He was like 90 when he died. He he, he mm. lasted a long time. Uh, so, yeah, good for him. Good uh, for Dick. But he's in one of my one of my favorite childhood movies, which is a sci-fi movie, which we'll talk about someday, and that is Explorers, which does star, finally enough, a young Ethan Hawke. There's so many full circle things coming in this episode. I don't, I'm not doing this intentionally. This film is very serendipitous. Yeah. Uh, some other uh, names just to mention. I, I don't know the actor's name uh, per se, but the, the doctor we see in like two scenes uh, is actually an actor from Twin Peaks. Uh, I'll, I'll just say... Yeah, for, he looked familiar. I don't know who he is, though. For, for people who have seen Twin Peaks, I'll just say, uh, there's a fish in the percolator. Right, you'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, what is a percolator? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, so he's from Twin Peaks. Uh, and then something that's more important to us is a show. Something, Someone close to our hearts on the Atomic Cinema Experiment uh tara later on when i make her do the patreon plugs will tell you about the transfer saga and there's an actor in here from the first two transfers movies art lefleur plays plays uh (laughs) shawnee smith's dad in this he's the uh the 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 father figure uh and shawnee even i mean we kind of glossed over shawnee smith she's actually an actor who i didn't realize was as old as she was because i first saw her in becker in the 90s or the late 90s which is a sitcom with ted dancing he's kind of this grumpy doctor um did you ever watch that though no, no, but I'm familiar with it. It yeah. has a Deep Space Nine actress in it. She left Deep Space Nine to do Becker. Oh, yeah, t- uh, yes, uh, Terry Farrell, yes. Yeah, and her career never took off. 
It did not, no. <laughs> She's now married to uh, Leonard Nimoy's son, though. Oh, so she kind of returned to the Star Trek family in a weird in a way. way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she's in there, and I always thought she was quite young in that show, but, you know, she's a, playing a teenager, which means she's probably like 20 <laughs> in this. Uh, so, yeah. and I think because when I saw her in Saw in like 2004, uh, I was like, wait, how old is she? Like, I don't know, she's one of these actors who I thought was much younger than she was, and then all of a sudden she was like, you know, in her mid-40s, like, playing mum roles, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, wait, when did this happen? I thought she was like a teenager, like, five years ago. What, what's going on? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... Clearly, I never saw the blob growing up because otherwise, I'd no, no, she's from the eighties. She was, she was in these roles in the eighties. Are you surprised you've never seen the blob? Yeah, kind of. It's a sort of movie that I, I, I like. It's just complete happenstance that I just never caught it. Like playing at mm. one a.m. on one of the TV channels as a kid because it's it's a totally sort of movie that would be playing there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, I, I wish I did. Uh, which I guess is kind of spoiling how I feel about it a little bit. Uh, uh, I mean, the premise of the movie is basically just, you know, uh, Blob crash lands and starts to attack. It even attacks a homeless person first and starts to spread. Teenagers are caught in the middle of it and the town's at risk and I'll just leave it there. We'll get into spoilers later. Tara, how did you feel about the 1988 version of The Blob? Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting from it. Um, I think my expectations were pretty low. And I freaking loved watching this film. <laughs> I think it's great. Like, it was so fun to watch. The I love the gore. Like, it really is like the gelatinous cube where things just dissolve inside it. And some of the, some of the like, setups and the deaths that we get are a bit, are pretty hokey. They're, like, super, that would never happen. I, I would never I have it. I was so into it anyway. Like, it was so fun. Like, I children die it. in this movie. It's great. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way as far as those hokey deaths are concerned. No, no, no. That's that's what you're here for. Like, because yeah. it, it started off right, and it, it, even just like the glow around the font is like really eighties. And I'm like, oh, I, and I love eighties movies, so it's yeah. it's always nice when I get to like see one for the first time again. Because obviously, it's, it's fewer and further between as I've seen more movies. Mm-hmm. And the music's a bit more eighties, and it's you know it's, it's like high school cheerleaders. It's got your dumb high school boys talking about oh, you ask a girl out, you dweeb, oh, you're too scared. And like, okay, it's an eighties high school movie. I, I'm getting into the vibe of this, but I don't know yeah. what to expect. But when we get to the first like proper real gruesome death, and the, it's the, like oh, it's this kind of film. Yeah, and the practical effects are what they are. I was like, you know what? I think I'm into this. I think I'm really <laughs> into this. Uh, so now nah, I I can I kind of love it. <laughs> I kind of love it. Uh, I've been telling like everybody that I meet, like, have you guys seen the Blob, the '80s version? You've got to watch it. <laughs> I just want to share it. <laughs> it's it's surprisingly really fun, and I, I feel like it, it's almost a shame for the '50s version because I feel like this movie is so geared more towards my sensibilities. And even though I love mm-hmm. '50s sci-fi, that's a bit pulpy and kind of you know a, a bit tame by any like you know other era's standards afterwards. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed watching the the fifties blog. As, as did I. But yeah. this is far more in my wheelhouse in terms this of is, like this is taking that premise and going, let's make it real good. <laughs> it's, well, well, one of the things I always say about when we talk about fifties movies or even some seventies movies, even but certainly with the fifties, I always talked about how they had a cool idea and you know technology and all these other things weren't really there yet to pull it off in the way that you probably wanted to envision it in your head mm-hmm. and this is a case where a remake was probably a very good idea even and the fact is is this is this is one where like there's, there's so many movies from the 50s and 60s and 70s where you might look at them and go hey that could probably do with a good remake now you know in present day 2020 or whatever mm-hmm. i don't want this remade in present day because if they remade this now it'd all be cg no 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 Maybe, this was, yeah this is the perfect time period no they had to be done in the 80s this is where it should end this is the perfect version <laughs> We're ever getting a better one, we're done. <laughs> I think I agree with you. Like I, I just it, watching it was such a blast, and like even all the deaths were just so exciting and so oh gruesome and gory. Like there are parts where I like, think I usually like eat breakfast while I watch our movies or like <laughs> dinner. There were parts where I'm just like, I'm just not going to eat right now. <laughs> <laughs> they don't hold back. Yeah, and it's got a couple of... Uh, there's two moments in this movie that actually had me laughing properly, like buckling with yeah. laughter out loud. There's two moments that yeah, really Yeah, it's me really laugh. funny. Yeah, it's, and it's not like... Because uh, not all the acting is great. Some of it's, you know, kind of goofy acting, but this is a proper full-on B movie in every sense of the yeah. word. And 
it knows it's that it wants to be the best type of b movie it can and it it goes yeah. for it and there's a wonderful movie theater scene they really one up to the movie theater scene <laughs> yes um <laughs> even the fake movie they're watching in fact one of my favorite yeah, laughs i'm bringing up like <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it, the movie that they're watching is so adjacent to the blob that you're just thinking it's just another kill that we're going to get like oh it's yeah. just making fun of a different horror film yeah, but it, it cuts to yeah the kid the kids watching it. We'll we'll get to the jokes. We'll we'll, we'll want to say that what those are. Tell the spoilers, but yeah, uh, no, really good. There's a couple of gr- great laughs that I really liked, and the, the effects are great. It's ninety, just over ninety minutes. It's yeah, it's like the perfect runtime. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't outstay its welcome. There's very little to complain about here. The, there are some like rules that the blob has established that whatever our main characters are involved that it seems to not work <laughs> those those rules kind of went out the window and yeah um, the, the one thing in particular i think you're really thinking about there is the sort of like almost jumping super speed that it has in some other scenes yeah. all of a sudden it doesn't have when our main characters are around it's all right exactly but yeah. <laughs> and and that's hard not to notice but for the most part like it's I, I love all the abilities that the blob has. <laughs> it's really yeah. met its full potential. There's a lot of tropes. Lot. There is one thing the blob does that I don't necessarily love completely. Uh, there's kind of like almost tentacle-esque thing that it does sometimes that I mm-hmm. felt like... That feels like it's kind of betraying what the blob is. It's becoming almost a different type of monster by having like tentacles at times. Now, they're made of the blob. They're still made of the goo, but... Sure, and is I think it's more just like the effects that they were using at the time. Like they're trying to make it seem like the blob can stretch into anything, yeah. but it does kind of appear more tentacle-like instead of just the blob stretching out. Yeah, I think they look too dry. What I'd have liked is if, like, whenever it does this, there's just lots of goo dripping yeah, from it the entire goo. time. Yeah, they need more goo. They need the, the KY jelly expert off the side just just <laughs> dunking at every take. KY and raspberry jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i love how faithful it is um to the original film like how they when the the blob first gets to earth and the first person who interacts with it and it's actually like almost scene by scene exactly the same but, there's but a then there's a of, crucial turn yeah, that there's, happens there's, there's a couple of fun little <laughs> twists uh that i think and actually I'm, i'll get into it more in spoilers but there's a, there's a plot beat that we actually complained about in the original. We said that it didn't do anything with a certain character. And it actually doesn't do much with them in this, but it actually does more with the, 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 the plot thread in this one than it did in the original. Uh, I'm talking about the kind of deputy. Uh, yeah. But we'll talk about that and, as well. And the younger brother, you know. The younger brother was like, you know, he was that horrible child actor that they had in the first one. Oh, like, sure, shoots yeah. at the blob. They do a lot more with, like, you know, the younger brother is an important character. <laughs> In this one i mean he's good comic relief at least I mean, I don't know if it important <laughs> important maybe a stretch but he's funny uh he's so. also like a little version of you he loves horror films <laughs> yeah and then his best friend's just like you know his best it, friend might be a little bit more you actually I, no i don't know the way the way the best friend uh was, was stupid enough to tell his mom what movie they were going to go see and then starts describing <laughs> oh it's your basic slicing dice like don't tell her this she's not gonna let you go see it if you tell her what it is yeah i don't know, i have respect for that kid <laughs> i gets into horror films as like a nine-year-old oh yeah oh yeah which is about he the has, age i was i think yeah you know he has he has his ways and yeah my my friend and i we would go to uh movies every weekend and we'd just push it like we're just gonna see like we we were lucky we both had a growth spur pretty early so mm-hmm. we were very tall <laughs> we looked older than our age and we would like push to see who would let us into the you know our rated films or the mm. uh, films above our age yeah and sometimes it worked yeah i uh yes i i'm fond of this movie it there's there's very <laughs> little to to complain about uh it even keeps the i won't say what it is but it does keep the weakness to the blob as well the weakness from the original film is the same weakness mm-hmm. in this one uh so yeah I, I think you know i think we'll probably ready to dive in and talk about all the the kills and all that stuff so we'll, we'll say spoilers uh we'll work through the movie uh but before we go into spoilers uh i will thank our patreon producers for the month so i will thank alison m fordyce tyler hess cindy palaceus david short born now and Zammer Jammer, thank you to you guys. They are all $20 patrons and above. 
which means they're producers and they get thanked on some of the some of the shows and they get their, their name in the credits at the end and all that jazz. Uh, but you don't have to be a twenty dollar patron, of course. You don't have to spend that much to support us. This, this, this is above and beyond. Uh, Tara, why don't you tell them about what else they could do? Yes, if you are fans of us and our reviews and you want to support the channel, help it grow, check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV and donating as low as $1 per month will get you the Art Lafleur oh, I screwed it up. Art Lafleur <laughs> <laughs> franchise, also known as Trancers, the epic saga. So, uh, yeah, plus a ton of other movies that we have reviewed b movies if you're a fan of 80s blob then you'll probably enjoy watching those <laughs> and watching them with us um so yeah check that out and if you donate five dollars per month you will get to vote on what we watch once a month and uh you will also get these episodes a day early plus a bunch of other extras for other shows that are on the channel so check it out salt thank you <laughs> <laughs> was it as entertaining as some of your your messier ones but <laughs> well i'm in a good mood we're talking about 80s blob <laughs> so yeah so i want to get to the spoilers <laughs> yeah full spoilers full spoilers for 1988 it's the blob uh so you know it, it, it starts off like it's like if you wanted to know it's an 80s movie it starts off on the high school football field they're playing yeah. american football and they're talking about the girl that he wants to ask out uh and even later yeah, and even this leads to a joke where he gets kind of like the wind knocked out of him and he sort of lands next to her and he's like, hey, you got any plans tonight? And then passes out. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. And even that made me chuckle. It was a fun little fun little gag. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, before, so I'll basically talk about all the character stuff that sets up before we get to the actual blob stuff. Because uh, the next time we see these two friends, right, that we're talking to, you know, Paul's the main one who's going to ask, who asks out Shawnee Smith, right? Uh, so him and his friend... Uh, I should get his name because we talked about him. And I seen on his own at one point as well. Uh, what was what was he? Oh, the the condoms guy. Yeah, was he like Scott? Was that him? I don't know. The condoms guy will do. I guess condoms guy will do. Uh, yeah. But they're in the store, right? And they're he, he's like, hey, Paul, can you lend me five bucks? I want to get some condoms. It's a sure thing tonight with whatever girl he's he's going to see. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. And he hands him five dollars, and he goes up to the counter. And he, with pride, might I add, condom guy's like, and it's Art LeFleur who's behind the counter. This is a really important detail for this. Yes. Art LeFleur's the guy who works he's in the, the store. <laughs> right? He's like, hey, uh, I'd like, pack a Trojans, please, uh, and something else. And, you know, so the guy goes to get them, and he's just kind of like checking at the sunglasses in the mirror. And then all of a, out of nowhere, this priest shows up behind them. And he's like, yeah. oh, Father, uh, Father Meeker, how, how are you? And he's just like talking and making small talk and talking about the church. And then guy comes back out uh, holding, do you want ribbed or unribbed? And he's like, uh, ribbed? And then he says, oh, it's not for me, it's for my friend over there. And he starts talking about Paul. He's like, oh, it's for he's my friend. He's got a date, yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's, he's going to, he's, you know, he's a bit of a bastard. He's he's going to pressure this naive young girl into doing things, and I said at least it should be protected, you know. And I forced them to come down here, and you know, like, and you know, and Art Lafleur behind the counter is listening to this whole conversation, occasionally asking a little question or two himself, and it's, yeah. and there's, there's, there's no payoff here. So I was actually kind of like, okay, it was it was mild amusing. He was kind of making his friend out to be this weird like pervert, right? Yeah. But then we cut to the, the household with the, the two boys, right? And this is where the mum like, hears that they're going to go see a slasher movie in the theatre and says, no, you're not doing that. No way. Not happening. <laughs> and then it turns out, oh, this is where Shawnee Smith lives. And she's like, hey, Shawnee, there's the boys here. And Paul's at the door and Paul comes in. She's like, oh, hey, Paul, come in. Nice to meet you. Um, How about you come in and meet our, our father? And it does this like slow track and up to like, the newspaper because he's sitting there reading the newspaper. <laughs> and the newspaper comes down and i have to and even though it's so predictable i never actually thought of it so when it revealed out the first no. face i started laughing so much because he looks up at paul and he just has this face this face of like horror and then just before the scene cuts he goes ribbed <laughs> yeah pretty good payoff oh, i was not expecting this movie to be that funny no <laughs> I mean, because he doesn't. Cause he and doesn't... I really like Paul. You know, he comes off as someone who's like, I just want to take this nice girl out on a date. Mm. Like, he's really, he's funny. Like, he seems like the, I don't know, the guy you'd want to be friends with in high school. 
Yeah, not the, 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 the borderline rapist that his friend is, but we'll get to no, that No, his friend is like... Later. Yeah, uh, trouble. Nothing but trouble. Yeah, uh, but no, just the, the reaction on his face. Because in the previous scene when he's in the, in the chemist, it's not like... It would be really obvious, and maybe it's just for the, the fact that they wanted to have the joke and be a, mm-hmm. have it be a surprise, but it'd be really easy to have him kind of like say something like, oh, that's not, you know, to bring up the fact that he's got a teenage daughter or something and be like, be kind of defense by saying, no, hey, stop taking advantage or don't pressure he people. He does seem things. to be really mad at Paul, like his character, like mm. super fast, like, like, what, were you never a teenage boy? Like, <laughs> excited to <laughs> go on a date with a girl and maybe get laid, but it's, it, he does seem to like, I don't know, he has like this rage behind his eyes, but he doesn't really say very much. Yeah, this is not his scene. <laughs> but it just it just all tracks when that newspaper comes down. You see his face; it's glorious. <laughs> it's glorious. The other main character we're introduced to, of course, is uh, is Flag, which is uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Dillon's character. He's like the the bad boy biker who doesn't go to school. He just tries to jump canyons or or a bridge, <laughs> a bridge, yeah, or something. a broken bridge with and his motor. Cycle. he just decks it immediately in the homeless guy who's also relevant and this is something that i think this movie actually did pretty well because i think one of the things that we said the 50s movie did well is it made you feel like the town was kind of like a like a small town like it was mm-hmm. alive with all these different types of characters and i think this movie actually pulls it off as well in a different way but it does do yeah. it so go credit no credit. i i agree i think it i think it's pretty successful because that was the charming thing about about the 50s version it's like there's like one cop that knows that everybody knows and there's like yeah the homeless guy that everyone knows who might be kind of crazy but still needs help you Mm -hmm. know they give him help when he needs it and uh yeah this kid is like the he's our steve mcqueen but he dropped out of school because he's cool i don't know yeah he's he's, you know he's the reputation he's the bad boy yeah uh in so we to him, we introduced to the sheriff who asks out uh, the, the woman at the diner on a date. Mm-hmm. Um, and even he's very likable as he's doing this because he's kind of... Oh, they both are, yeah. Because he's, he's kind of, he's like, you know, there's this concert and he's like, do you, do you like country music? And she sort of turns around slowly and she realizes what he says. He's like, are you asking me out? And he sort of smiles and goes, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> this is this moment of like, it's like he didn't plan this. He didn't, he didn't sit and think about how he was going to ask her out. He's just kind of stumbled into it and like, you yeah. know what, I do want to ask you out. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do that. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And she gives him a little note saying that she's off at 11. So it's like, oh, you know, like just likable characters, building them all up. And uh, it's not before long where the, the thing lands and it's the homeless man who starts prodding it with a stick and it, it jumps up the stick at his arm. So it's on his arm, mm-hmm. which again is very similar to what the, the original movie did. And instead yeah, of, like scene for scene. Of course, instead of it being like a doctor who has like a small clinic in his house, they go to a hospital in this one. Uh, and there's some social commentary here because like they, they say, hey, this man needs some help. Because uh, this is the thing, uh, you know, Paul and uh, what's, what's her mm-hmm. character name? Uh, Meg, uh, Shawnee Smith's character. They, they they actually don't even get to have any of their date because it's when they're driving to wherever they're going, they, they hit the homeless man with the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Flag's also there. He sees some of this happening. And he grabs, yeah, he grabs like the an axe from like Flag's, I don't know, he's got like tools with him because he's working on his bike or something and starts to hack off his arm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Like, this is like the first scene of gore that we get. He just starts to like try to hack off, and immediately the the blob just covers the wound, mm. so it won't let him like hack it off. Yeah, and the take. It's, it's, I mean, maybe, and this is kind of the thing is like I wouldn't expect two random teenagers to be like, oh, let's let's take the homeless guy into the car and take him to the hospital. I was like, oh, that's very likable of you. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily buy that most people would they just sort of run and not want anything to do with it. But there's a, lot, there's a little bit of commentary here because they go into the thing and they go up to the nurse and they say, hey, this, this man needs help. He's got something on his arm and he's he's, he's, he's had a serious injury with an axe on his arm as well. And mm-hmm. the, the nurse is just like, oh, does he have insurance? Like, <laughs> like Yeah, they see that he's he's the homeless guy and yeah. they're like, we'll get to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, but but of the old commentary there. Uh, so Flag disappears and they're left sort of hanging out. And <laughs> Paul... Paul goes to get her a drink at the vending machine, and he, he happens to catch the homeless guy lying on like, the the bed somewhere. And his uh, he goes he's up and moving really oddly. Yeah, he goes up and he, he lifts the the sheet, and he's got like a bulging bubble on his neck. It's like really disgusting. Yeah, uh, and it's moving as well. This is this the thing? It's actually kind of you know actually pulsating. Uh, and he goes and gets the doctor. Says, "Hey, I think that guy's like dying in there or something." 
because uh, he interrupts him because the doctor's with a patient and he's like, I'm with a patient here, young man. And he's like, no, come on. <laughs> and, Someone's dying. <laughs> and when they go in and check on him, they, they lift the sheep properly and the bottom half of his body's just gone. Gone, it's- yeah. And the blob's not there. And that's like where we go, oh, this is not your mother's blob film. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is where the movie takes a very big turn from the first well, one. <laughs> you watched it before I did, and you messaged me saying uh, this one's way more, what's the word you Grotesque. Use? Grotesque than the first one. Uh, I believe Holy Shit was also added on at the end of it. Yes. And I, 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 I saw this corpse that was like sort of there only in half though. And you know, it's, it's that kind of grisly, like sort of at the abdomen, it's kind of like just goes into a bloody yeah. mess where it's been ripped off. It's the next kill that I sent you that text. Yeah. The next <laughs> one's what justified your text because I was like, yeah. oh, that was pretty gruesome. Definitely more gruesome than a 50s movie, but I'm not I'm not like in shock by it or anything like that. Sure. And then, so Paul, like the the blobs on the ceiling, and attacks Paul from and he, you know he screams and Shawnee Smith's like back in the, the waiting room and she hears a scream and goes like Paul and she runs in and what she sees is like Paul inside the blob sort of trying to like, like escape with his face like sort while of sh- he's decomposing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say it again. Holy shit! It looked amazing. <laughs> it's like imagine. Like, imagine someone's head's in, like, a paper bag and they're sort of, like, uh, like pu- pushing their face up against the edge of it and sort of, like, breathing yeah. in. It looks kind of like that, but it was, like, goo. And then, like, inside... Or, like, is... um, did you ever have that, like, putty when you were a kid that you can put on, like, a pitcher and then stretch it out? <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but... <laughs> it would, like, transfer an image, like, from a newspaper and then you would have the face on it and you would stretch it out. And it looked kind of like that, too, because he's decomposing oh. and melting inside of the block. Yeah, that was great. That's, that's it's a great amazing. Effect. It, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's probably the best practical effect in the movie. And it's not that the rest are bad. It's just that this is where it peaked. This was fantastic. Yeah, this is where, like, we need to, uh, yeah, come out swinging. Yeah. <laughs> they nailed so, it. It's great. So so straight up, there's been a murder here. So, so our parents come and pick her up. The sheriff's here. The, the deputy's here. And they actually arrest Flag pretty quickly and just assume that he's behind it because he was there at some point and left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get that the deputy is kind of against him. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, is that in the original, we said that the deputy had this thing where he never wanted to trust Steve McQueen, and there was never any kind of, like, payoff to it. Like, not even, like, a scene where he... It was he... just that, yeah, we don't trust teenagers. Yeah. They're rambunctious. They, you know, we don't believe them, even that... though something's happening to the town. But this movie actually does have kind of a payoff to it. There's, there's like, a sort of three-way standoff at one point where he essentially questions that maybe he's right and he's not going to just like go against them and it's not much but it's like no that actually feels like a nice little payoff because they mm-hmm. set up that he doesn't trust them and he thinks he's this this punk who's just up to no good the fact that he's willing to start to maybe believe him was enough of a little thing that it made it feel justified that it was there <laughs> yeah uh so you know credit where credit is due uh so they take her home and he's under arrest but the, the, the sheriff lets him go because like he's like he's not a killer like he's a punk and he's done a lot of you know stupid little things but he's not he's, this is not who he is uh, yeah. because you know it's again paul's body like i, mean, I don't even think they have paul's body because it's just inside the blob the blob keeps and the blob absorbs. is gone yeah. yeah so yeah uh <laughs> it's, it's not long after this because basically no one believes meg of what's happened and she goes to look for 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 uh for flag and he's actually already been let go because she was actually coming to bail him out. She whips out her credit card and he kind of says something along the lines of like, they don't accept the credit card. And I'm like, <laughs> I bet they do now. I bet in 2020 you can pay me a card to like bail someone out. <laughs> uh, probably. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've been in that situation, but... <laughs> I bet you can now, though. I Nobody bet, has cash. Yeah, so I, I bet you maybe. can totally... I, I bet it's contactless. I bet you just swipe it or you just sort of press it against it and that's it. It's not yeah, probably. easy. easy. Um, over google pay or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah you go into the police station and like hey okay this is our paypal do you take Venmo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. um so they team up and they go looking for where it crashed uh and they this is where kind of a not, not the big swerve this is kind of where it swerves kind of just in terms of content because mm-hmm. there's this like scientist stood with the military and they're all in hazmat suits these white hazmat suits and they explain that they're under quarantine, they have to go back to town. Uh, you know, they say it's a meteorite from outer space, which obviously is what we expect. Uh, mm-hmm. it looks, that's what it looks like, too. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're taken back in a van, and he, Flag kind of wants to escape. He's not He's not up for sticking with them. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, so oh, I was is this about... when we get the reveal? I think that's 
comes later, but... Oh, no, no, I've, I've glossed over a thing. For some reason, I thought this happened before, because they actually go straight to the restaurant after they go to the police station. Yeah, meet up. yeah, yeah. So, fine. And they rewind. <laughs> police, uh, the diner, the diner stuff. I, I don't know how Flag knows the, the lady who works in the diner, but... Small town. Yeah, I, she, he's like, I'm hungry, and they were closed, and she still, like, made him a sandwich or something. Yeah. And there's a guy working in the... In the in back, the back. yeah. Uh, doing dishes and whatnot. Uh, nah, I mean, she feels like she just knows him. She's like, oh, there's all the all the stuff's turned off, but I can make a sandwich. And he's like, sure. Um, this felt really realistic to me though, because she brings out some dessert. And he's like, oh, I can't pay for the dessert. You know, I can only afford the sandwich because I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it's on the house. And she says that you know it was just leftovers that was going to be thrown out. And I, <laughs> the reason why this is relatable to me is that back when when I was in high school, uh, they, they served uh, you know breakfast food at the first break, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like just you know uh, rolls and. You don't call it rolls. I don't know what you call it. It's basically sandwiches <laughs> with hot food in them. And if you waited till after the bell rung and everyone else had left, you went up to the counter, there'd always be like leftover ones that hadn't been sold. You'd be like, hey, if you're going to throw them out. <laughs> so I would have done the exact same thing. I might have blagged some free foods on a regular <laughs> occasion in my day. Uh, so, you know. Score. Yeah. Well, because the way I rate it off anyway, it's going in the bin. Might as well just give it to me for free. <laughs> Why not let somebody enjoy it? Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. So while they're talking, though, they're kind of bonding a little bit because uh, obviously he's not someone who talks to her usually. Uh, we get <laughs> we get this insane death in the back where the blob <laughs> comes up through the the drain in the sink. Well, she's she's the drain is like clogged in the sink, and so she's trying <laughs> to use like a excuse plunger. Me, excuse me, I think you mean blobbed. <laughs> <laughs> stupid so she's using like a toilet plunger to try to get it and it's not working so the guy's like i'll i'll get this i'll take care of this you go take care of the kid or whatever mm-hmm. it, you're right it's an amazing death. yeah well basically the blob comes through the drain and pulls him in and we pulls see him her into the drain yeah we see the reaction like from her thing. we see we see her reaction I, honestly the first shot where he sort of dives in because it looks like it looks like what they've done is they've taken the bottom of the drain the, the entire sink out so that he can go further than he should, because it looks really, like, because it's cut straight to him just playing in like that, it looks really funny. But yeah. the, my favourite part of it, though, is that once uh, Flag and uh, Meg run in, and we see just the feet, <laughs> just sounds like, like, how, they're still how, kicking. how are they even still kicking? Presumably, if, if his waist is already through, then his, his legs won't be connected to anything to make them move anymore. I don't yeah. understand. The physics of this does not make any sense, but I don't care. <laughs> I like that the blob, like, once it gets attached to you, like, you immediately turn into goo also. <laughs> oh, some good stuff later. In fact, yeah, this is probably a good time to talk about, because uh, they run Blake's off. friend. Yeah, because they run off out of the... Well, actually, well, we have to mention, there is the tease of the coldness stuff here, because they run into the freezer, and the blob mm-hmm. tries to come out of the freezer, and it, it, it basically backs off. But whatever, a little bit of it that did stay there gets is crystals. It turns into crystals. And gets left behind, which is important because the priest uh, ends up finding this and taking one of them in a jar. Mm-hmm. And after seeing like uh, uh, some evidence of the blob outside and being like, "Oh, Jesus, Mother and Mary, this was prophesized, was it? Was the blob prophesized in the I, Bible?" I didn't read that. Excuse me, that part of the Bible, but uh, I'll take his word for it. Yeah, if I have a disappointment, is that the sheriff gets killed off uh, off screen because the because the diner lady gets killed here as well. She runs out into mm-hmm. the phone booth and she's trying to call him. She's trying to call the sheriff. Yeah. And the blob surrounds the, the phone booth. Gets surrounded yeah. by the pink goo. It's a really good scene. Yeah. It's a it's a really good uh, set piece. And she's uh, trying to call him, and you and you see, and he's recognizable because you can, the eyebrows. Yeah. That's why you hire a man with great eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and the sheriff badge, of course. Yes. The sheriff badge <laughs> is the main one. Just goes across that he's already being like decomposing inside, and I think the eyes move towards her like he's yeah. still somewhat alive, which I mean it doesn't make sense at all, but I love it. Yeah, it dies. It's a pretty brutal, brutal scene, and then obviously it crushes inside the the, the phone booth, and that's her <laughs> gone as well. Just completely absorbed from every direction. It's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> you guys should that, just do the sun screams anyway. Uh, this movie needs to be shared. And that's what leads to uh, the, the the two kids uh, running into the woods to and then find the scientist. But yes, we should talk about the, the friend scene, the, the condom guy. So he's, he's in the, the park car with his date. And they're making out, easy lady. and she's kind of like trying to pull away and saying, "That's enough for now." And he's like, "Hey, you, you, you're wearing my ring. That makes you my girl, right?" I mean, does that not count for something? He tries to kiss her again. She sort of pushes him away again, 
And uh, I think they're like drinking a little bit too. They are drinking, yeah. And yeah. she's got uh, the rings like on her necklace, like around her neck. It's not like on her finger. <laughs> and he says, "Hey, let me go get you, you know, some some more drinks, right?" And he yeah. goes to he goes to the boot, sorry, the trunk, and he he lifts up the the door and. It's so sleazy. He's got like a little tray of like multiple of these rings. He clearly has like a whole set of them to give out to different people. He's got like a little picnic basket. He's I mean, got a... somehow he's slimier than the blav. I know. He's he's got like uh It's like it's he's like got a... like a little bartending set in his yeah in his trunk. There's a light that turns on when he opens like a fridge, and there's like stuff hanging up in the the, the inside of the door for him to use. Like it's it's yeah. insane. <laughs> it's so elaborate. Yeah, and he comes back round, and there's a, there's a little tease while he's doing this that the blonde mate, but just in the horse side of the car, and he yeah. comes back in, and he thinks he's asleep, and it gets really sleazy here because he's sort of talking to himself, and he's like, to, or talking, he's, he's pretending to talk to her. He's like, oh, she, it, it seems a little bit more like she's not asleep, but like he's expecting her to be passed out because he probably drugged her. Mm. Yeah, and he's like, hey, you, you, you know, you, that, that blouse is really nice, and he sort of touches it, and he's like, oh, it's really nice fabric. Oh. It's, you hot? She's a bit hot. You know, I'll undo a button for you. Undo one button, and then it's like, oh, this is going nasty places. He's like, and yeah. I, I think what makes the scene work for me is that you like, know that she's not drugged. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but uh, no, no. What I mean is that what makes the scene work for me is that he immediately gets come up. It's like as soon as he okay. does the thing that's like way over the line where he puts his hand right in her bra, like that's when he's grabbed by the blob, and it's and then her face turns around and it just it like concaves in. And yeah. everything just collapses inwards. It's so and it's amazing. Like, <laughs> and that's him. He's dead. And it's like you know, like it's just it's a wonderful. It's like yeah, you made me hate that asshole just before. That's that. He's yeah. dead. You know, horror movie one on one. It's great. <laughs> it's great stuff. Uh, I love how fleshed out the characters really are, though. Like they they are all <clears throat> super likable or super not likable, but in a funny way. Like there's so many details in them that. Do you know what it, I, pre- really I think great. what I appreciate is that for some of them, like the priest, for example, doesn't have a lot of scenes. He has maybe like five scenes total. Yeah, and I mean, he comes back in a big way, obviously, at the end. Yeah. And he, he sounds like a super villain. <laughs> yeah, but like, for, for but when he starts appearing, though, his first appearance is so strong and setting up his, like, the way he talks and the way he is that every time he popped up, like, everything felt like it was playing off of what I'd already learned about him. It was, it was, it's actually mm-hmm. not a terrible piece of writing, even though it's, you know, in the wraparound of a goofy, you know, blob. B-movie. B-movie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so from here, uh, Shawnee Smith's getting really upset because she's worried that her brothers are somewhere unsafe. And it's somewhere in this part of the movie where it cuts to the movie theatre. And it, it, but we don't know it's a movie theatre at first. It's, it presents it as just a scene of the movie, right? Where we think, oh, this couple are out camping and they're, mm-hmm. they're you know, they're about to get it on and maybe the blob's going to come and get them, Right. And then there's kind of a moment where, like, she says something or whatever, but then they notice someone over, like, cutting the hedges, right? Someone's hedge trimming in the middle like of the night. like, three in the morning. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I think we have a peeping Tom. And then she's like, well, let's give him something to peep then, shall we? <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, all right. It's super sleazy. Yeah. I love and, I love movies inside of movies. They're always yeah. just slightly more ridiculous than the one you're watching. And then the scratches start appearing, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I get this. This is the horror movie the kids have went to watch. And you see yeah. them in the, the theater. And my favorite line of dialogue is in this scene. My favorite line where, so the guy cut, cutting the hedges, right? He lifts up his head and he's wearing a hockey mask. Clearly this is taking the piss out of Friday the 13th. And the yeah. guy, the boyfriend of the two, yells out, but hockey season ended months ago. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love this line. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for it. I was not prepared uh, for it. It's too bad line. you already did all the Jason films because you could have used that line. <laughs> so, you know, I actually, it was funny is that I, I just randomly said that line on Twitter, right? Oh, no, I, I said I was watching the blob. Uh, Tim responded to it. And when I got to that moment, I responded to his tweet saying, you know, but hockey season was months ago. And did, with, Has he seen the movie? He's seen it, yeah. He likes it a lot. Uh, okay. Within 30 seconds of me tweeting that, Matt commented on it saying, "What's this about hockey?" Because <laughs> he's such a hockey fan, and he's like deprived right now because all well, sports. He's telling me watch the blob. This one needs to be shared. And I had to try and explain to him there's nothing to do with actual hockey. It was just a good joke. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, so 
and she she you know runs to the movie theater which is skipping ahead a little bit because during this time because the first time we're there we cut to the projection booth and it's the projectionist who gets blobbed first and then mm-hmm. like the manager the manager yeah, yeah he comes it's up in the air vent because for some reason the air isn't coming through oh yeah it was like oh yeah i forgot about this there's like a pov shot of the blob coming up yeah. for him up to the vent oh i love it yeah the guy sticks his head into the vent and ah, but it's at the same time that the movie people are screaming so nobody hears them it's great oh i pulled out my headphone <laughs> i would say anything too important the intense then. conversation my kitty cat screwed up my cats sleeping oh poor cat <laughs> uh so obviously the second time we go to the movie theater shawnee smith runs in as everyone's running out because there's a guy behind the kids who's basically just describing what's about to happen to his like date oh he's the worst i know like the uh, worst guy in the film like you've already been to see this once and your your thought process to come and see it again was to just to preempt everything that was going to happen to the person you're sitting with i know and it's pretty ballsy of the kids to like turn around and tell them like to stop because those kids don't want to get kicked out they're not supposed to be yeah. there like. also the guy's got this big mustache he looks like the sort of dude that you wouldn't he's sort of dude that might actually be unstable you don't necessarily want to turn yeah. around and give him shit uh yeah and definitely when they turn he's wearing a red hat in it too which is just coincidence. Is. it's just coincidence it's just yeah red hats didn't mean that back then but you know uh <laughs> So, but the kid turns around to like, you know, tell me shut up again the second time. And as soon as he does, the blob just reaches down from above and pulls him yeah. up. It's cut. It's, <laughs> and it's actually the, the shot of it coming through the projection like window is actually very similar to like a moment in the original, if I remember right. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the the vent was different because I think it does come through the vent also in the theater. And remember, like it actually is like like jam going through the vent and then mm. oozing through it. This one, he comes in through the ventilation, but it's like, like a, a big open thing. Yeah. So that iconic scene is kind of taken out, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And I love as it's coming through the projector, like the whole theater turns red because the blob is like yeah. covering up the light. It, it does that it's thing great. where it, the, the film burns and it goes mm-hmm. white, but then it goes red. It goes like a pinky color because yeah, that's in front of the projector. That's no, really good. Uh. Love that. She ends up with the kids and they end up like being chased by the blob down an alleyway and into a sewer. Uh, yeah. So we end up in a sewer for a chunk of time here. Uh, and she eventually gets the kids out. There's a great sequence where she sort of, like, they're having to climb up to like a, a, where, like, a vent is. And the kids are small enough to get through, but she's not. So the kids yeah. get out and then no, she... No, one kid gets out. Sorry, yes. Well, sorry, I do. I do apologize. One kid gets out because the other kid her, doesn't. Her have... brother gets out, but yeah. her brother's friend, the one that snuck him into the theater, yes, falls in the water. Yes, uh, which is just distracting enough that she gets to fall in the water and make a. Well, she goes after him because she's yeah. you know a normal human being who wants to save a child, and then <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the end of um, the first Friday the Thirteenth. The kid just pops out of the water like half decomposed at her. Yeah. And then the blob starts coming out and she has to to run. Uh, yeah. And luckily, this is though, one of the parts where I'm just like, oh, come on, like we already know you have tentacles. Like, why are you not using them now? <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Do, well, this Maybe is all the water's ha- cold. Well, this is happening. Flag is actually eavesdropping on the scientist at the, 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 the meteor site. This is where we learn the big twist of the movie. Is mm-hmm. that it's not a meteor. It was a science experiment done by the US military <laughs> that came crashing During back the Cold down. War. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the head scientist is like, the whole town's expendable. We can beat the Russians with this. We've we've got the blob. We can contain it and send I it love, to Russia. I love the look of the uh, the scientists in their hazmat suits. It reminded me of I don't know if you've seen Monsters Inc. Of yeah, all things, I've seen Monsters when, Inc. When like yeah. the humans come into the monster world and they the the hazmat guys show up. That's what I kept thinking of every time I saw <laughs> them. We have a twenty three fourteen. I think that was the name of it, but like, yeah, <laughs> really uh, cool. So he he because he hears that they're in the sewer. There's there's kids involved. He, and he, I think he even knows it's her. He gets in mm-hmm. his bike and he, he rides off to the rescue. And sure enough, he's able to like grab her and pull up a thing. They're still kind of in a sewer. Uh, there's a really fun little sequence here, which you can tell they didn't get a perfect shot of the stuntman doing it because they cut around it a bit too much. But there's a really fun bit where he has to go past the blob, who's kind of covering like half of this really wide sewer. And he kind yeah. of rides his bike up the side of the circular wall and down the other end. And you could kind of tell they had to cut around it a bit too much. Like, there wasn't a good wide shot of the stuntman just yeah. doing it. There was like, ah, you had to cut around. That's a shame. 
But well, I think they they also wanted to have the blob moving around in it, and they couldn't do it, I guess, with the wide shot without it looking too bad, probably. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, but they they get out. Uh, although actually, they find they run into one of the the scientist military dudes, and inside the sewer, yeah, yeah, and he's freaking out, and his mask is damaged. Is and it Jennings? I may have been actually, yeah. <laughs> he he actually looked familiar, or his voice was familiar, or something. I actually thought at first I thought he was Peter Coyote because we just watched Sphere and mm. he was in that. I thought is that young Peter Coyote because he sounds like him. But I think Whoa. maybe he. Oh, I think it's something you, I know his voice reckon? from, or at least what? I don't know if he voiced the character or if he just played the the physical part of it. But uh, he's credited as Lord Zed from Power Rangers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did watch that show a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, funny. also Finster, which was about the other villains on that show. That's that's, that's that's interesting. Oh, he's a big, he's a big baddie then. Yeah, apparently. Whoa. Okay. Okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, so I, I just I knew his name because for some reason the one guy <laughs> I guess he was expressing some kind of opposition to what our main non for Morgan Freeman guy is in, in the hazmat suit. And like he said, just watch what you're saying, Jennings. Or something. He says his name really intensely. I'm like, oh, I guess Jennings is an important character. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, so basically, they actually, they find like, a, like a, an exit, they find like a manhole and it's open, mm-hmm. but the scientist is up there, and he's been kind of acting friendly to them up until this point. He's like, "Ah, nah, seal it, seal it. No, nah, we need to block it down the sewer." Yeah. And, and like the second the command's like, "But my man's down there. Like one of ours is down there." And he's like, yeah. "No, nah, seal it." Uh, so you get the sense that the scientist is kind of the the one who's the complete nut job. Everyone else is a bit more sensible than he is, but yeah. they actually seal it, and it just so happens that the scientist Jennings, who was down there had a rocket launcher in his backpack. <laughs> like and, a bazooka. Yeah. And, Why would you bring that into a sewer system anyway? And Flag it's is so like... It's so closed. Flag is like, okay, that, let me just fire this up the way. So see, he literally with one hand holds the like the bazooka in the, 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 you know, the, the, yeah. the vertical shaft for the manhole cover and fires up the way. Which, first of all, would probably like evaporate them <laughs> but <laughs> i did like that they shot it up at this you know the manhole and because mm-hmm. i was expecting them to shoot at the blob i'm like that's a horrible idea we know that you can't shoot at the blob it's just going to go into many parts and then come back together or be multiple blobs you don't want to do that mm-hmm. that's not how you defeat it but no. i thought it was i don't know it was just kind of a surprise that they yeah because they actually when I say they cover it, they actually put a truck on top of the manhole so they, they can't even push it up underneath. Uh, mm-hmm. So the truck blows up and they get out um, and this is where the three-way standoff happens. And of course the blob gets the main scientist, uh, drags him in. Uh, but it's, it's, it's like a tense moment where the, the deputy like, doesn't want to believe the you know the bad kid but he's like he's questioning it. Uh, and at this point, all the townspeople have all been gathered. They're all at the church because they've all been like told to quarantine and they're all there together. So her parents are there. Uh, mm-hmm. The mechanic who talked to Flag earlier on, he's there. You know, all these different characters. Uh, and it's actually when they're all running and there's big stuff happening, the blobs coming out and hitting things. Although, I will mention that this is after a really stupid moment where a bunch of the scientists slash military decide to all just stand at the manhole and shoot lots of bullets down at the oh, yeah. sewer. Like, that like, would do anything. <laughs> like, this is the dumbest American bullshit I have ever seen in my life. What the what is this? It's a blob. You just you shoot at it, it absorbs it and then decomposes it. Like what what were you expecting? Like what what do you shoot at? There's no vital organs. That's what makes it so scary. But it comes up and it's when they're running where sort of Shawnee Smith remembers the, the the cold from earlier and uses the fire extinguisher. And start mm-hmm. and basically once they're in the church, they they start to like just have fire extinguishers like you know at all the exits and they're trying to like get all the cracks in the door to stop it from coming in, which is actually where so deputy's had kind of his payoff. He gets a wonderful death here as well, where he's pulled out of the window, but he's sort of, he's bent backwards at the waist. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, <laughs> he's like folded like an accordion. Yeah, and uh, oh, because uh, yeah, uh, back the way though, so it's even it's even yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's like it's like the drain kill, but yeah, yeah, it's it's an impossible move, but it's it's pretty wonderful. But flag's <laughs> not in there though. Flag ran off to the 
to the uh, the, the garage because he knew, yeah. knows that in there they're working on a snowmaker truck thing uh, mm-hmm. and he, he's coming with that he's, he starts aiming it at the blob and he's he's, he's doing all this um, we get to a moment here where the, where the truck gets flipped and the blob's kind of winning Shawnee Smith runs up to like get him out but she's grabbed like a, a, a rifle off one of the dead soldiers and grabbed like a, a pack of grenades and she's mm-hmm. up on top of the snowmobile and she's like you know spraying into it and she's saying come and get it you son of a bitch right yeah i laugh so hard my third Me favorite my, my third favorite laugh of this is that she puts the, the bag of grenades into the the snowmakers like you know because it, it looks like a like an oil tanker almost but it, obviously it's all snow and cold that's in it instead yeah uh, and she sort of pulls the pen and goes take this you son of a bitch yeah then, she has a great like hero movement she has a badass line or one line or she has she has her you know smell you son of a bitch moment from jaws and then she immediately gets her foot caught in something and she falls over the side of the tanker and can, it's just it's like a vertical like a yeah it's like it's, 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 when you fall it's and, hard it's like a hard landing yeah it's see when, so we'll see when you fall on the ground and you, your face hits the ground right imagine that but vertical because she actually yeah. she's she's at the top of a sort of round cylinder sort of truck object right so she sort of trips and like sort of goes more than just like, it's not just 90 degrees she goes a full 180 almost and yeah, smacks into the, side. into the side of it yeah, yeah. It's, it's, really, it's, it's really funny though i laughed out loud because she's, she's like take this you son of a bitch doink <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cartoon i know uh, so flag has to come and get her but once the truck blows up it blow you know explodes with snow and all of the blob turns into mm-hmm. crystal. The town is saved. The town walks out of the church and it's snowing outside and it's a pretty scene and there's crystals everywhere. And yeah. in the off chance they got enough money to do a sequel, there's a little scene at the end teasing how, how it's possible. Uh, <laughs> because th- there's actually a line here where they say that uh, they need to get it to like a freezer quickly so they can keep it dead, implying yeah. that they even think that it might be able to come back if it, you know, if it heats back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cut to the the priest who's been all kind of like biblical, like ah, you know this. We cut to him doing like this like radical sermon in a tent somewhere, and he's mm-hmm. talking about the end of days, and we have to you know, give ourselves to the to the beast and blah blah blah. blah. Uh, I don't remember the actual dialogue, but you know it was so, very yeah, it's something along those lines. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy stuff. And the final shot of the movie is him. He's still got that one little crystal he took from the from the diner in it's a jar. Like one of the followers comes up and yeah. says, "When is the when will like a judgment day be or something?" Yeah. And he just goes, "Soon." Yeah, but of da, course it's, da, not, da. it's not a crystal anymore, though. It's actually it's like, moving around. It's, it's trying like a, to get out. It's a blob now. It's, it's actually turned and back into a blob. And he's got like a two face thing because he got burned in one of That's the right. explosions. And like he's got an eye patch and his face is all scarred up. His hair is slicked back and greasy. Yeah, and his like, hair's looking really messy, yeah. Yeah, and he's his like he seemed kind of crazy before, but like when he de- delivers his sermons now, he's like full like he's gone. Yeah. And yeah, he would make a great super villain. <laughs> like it's sort of sad that we didn't get a sequel. Or maybe we did, I don't know. I don't know. Is I'm there a blob too? I don't think there is. I, I, I feel like I'd I'd be aware of a blob too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. I actually really like whatever blob 2 will be is not as good as this i'm sure yeah yeah it's hard to believe it could be anything else yeah i you know it's just a blast of a movie i like <laughs> the, the kills are mostly really fun the effects are really yeah. fun like i say there's some stuff when the when the truck gets flipped over at the end it's really obviously a miniature and it looks kind of goofy but mm-hmm. for the most part the effects hold up pretty well all, all the practical goose stuff where it's killing people all look great yeah so it's hard to fault any of that i don't know <laughs> nothing like... nothing beats paul's death right in the beginning but like yeah. all the deaths if they're not as good as that they're all really fun it's really funny because the last couple of weeks we've been doing you know sunshine and sphere and we've been talking <laughs> about the the themes and what this is trying to say about human beings either yeah. successfully or unsuccessfully you know respectively between those two films sure. <laughs> and every this week is just now blob is killing people in weird ways that is great <laughs> yeah uh wonderful i i just had such a blast watching it um i like i like the how the ending is a bit ambiguous because even when you watch the the original one like the ending was we're just going to take it to the arctic and so long as the arctic is still there like the blob will will be safe from the blob oh that's right yeah which is like dun 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 because it has the the end with a question mark (laughs) on it 
and we joke yeah. because obviously climate change that that's not as much of a yeah, sure thing as it once was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and now this one also has this uh, ambiguous ending, like, "Well, are we safe from the blob?" <laughs> yeah. Yes. This 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 priest is the guy who refuses to wear a mask right now. <laughs> that's what he is. Definitely. That's what he represents. <laughs> Judgment day. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. No, really, really good stuff. I, I had a blast with this one. It's just, uh, I, I'm finding very little to fall on it. No, I'm not going to give it like a perfect score by any no, means because no. it's still a B movie. It's still got, you know, some goofy acting here or there. It's, it's still oh, what it is. But it's it was, really good. Fun. It was way better than I was expecting it to be. Because even like when you start, the, when I rented it, um, it always has like the Rotten Tomatoes score on it. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's fresh. It has like a 60%. But that seems low. Like, this movie's really. Like, who didn't enjoy watching this? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It has uh, to be people who are just, like, so adamant that the, the original one is better. Oh, I just, uh, I looked up the, the director because I was curious what the director's done. Uh, the director, this was his second film. The first film he did was actually my favorite film in a franchise. He oh. did Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, which is wonderful. I love that movie. Uh, and then he went on to do The Mask, which you'll know. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he did Eraser, which isn't a great movie, but I actually quite like that. As far as, I think it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, it's a Schwarzenegger film, yeah. yeah. Um, he also did The Scorpion King, though, which is definitely his low point. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Eraser kind of like channeling Total Recall? In a way? I think it is a science fiction film. Uh, the only thing science fiction about Eraser I remember is the big sci-fi weird guns that they made. There was like, these new advanced mm-hmm. guns because the, the, the posters literally Arnold dual wielding these big laser gun things. But that's like the extent yeah. of it, I think. Okay. If you want to justify it so we could do it on the show, I'm not going to argue with you that much. But... <laughs> Wait, it's Arnold film. Yeah, of course. I, I feel like Arnold films just get a pass. All, all Arnold films are science fiction in some way. Like Kindergarten Cop, there's no way that Arnold Schwarzenegger would be a kindergarten teacher. That's science fiction. <laughs> I mean, I suppose we could just uh, loosely say, well, I mean, it's science fiction and also other genre films as well. <laughs> that are, you know, that are cult hits. Sure. We'll do those two. Yeah. Who's uh, your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> there is no bathroom! Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we're at the point where we're going to rate it then. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad I checked out the director there because Nightmare on Elm Street, Elm Street 3 is my favourite nightmare film. Uh, I love Elm Street 3. So, I've never seen it. Uh, I think it a lot. Uh, so, no. Uh, what are you going to rate? The Blob. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this film, and I'm definitely going to watch it again and recommend everybody to watch it. And <laughs> I've been <laughs> recommending it since I watched it like two days ago <laughs> to all my friends and family. Um, I think it's a, it's a blast. Like, all the deaths are fun and like super grotesque and gory and the characters are all interesting um not not all the acting's that good some of the special effects are not the best but overall like this is a gem it's a horror sci-fi gem that i think everyone should watch and i loved it so um i think i'm gonna give it an 8.5 whoa whoa yeah Do you know what's funny? After I watched it, my instinct was to just go straight seven. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, I really enjoyed it, but ultimately the type of movie it is. Uh, talking about it, though, I'm kind of. Uh, I think it's great. I'm, kinda <laughs> t- I'm, t- I'm not going to go as high as 8.5. I think, you know what? I've, I think we've talked myself into an eight, though. I, I think mm-hmm. this conversation has put it up to an eight for me. I'll have to adjust my letterbox accordingly. Uh, I might but... watch it again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast i i i highly recommend the blobby i really do mm-hmm. uh so there we go uh so uh first things first if you made it this far into the review um i want you to type the phrase hockey season ended months ago into the comments i know it's a full sense it's a lot more to type and i, I realize that but i feel like not just hockey season <laughs> <laughs> hockey season ended months ago <laughs> that is the best line ever i've watched in it's great because he's also time. delivering it with such a straight face yeah he's he's, he's delivering it almost like that famous clip from a troll 2 where he's like oh my god they're eating her and then they're gonna eat me oh my god like he's he's, he's got that kind of cadence uh yeah. intentionally so 
and I, I feel like that that, that made the whole work. Uh, so yeah, put that in there. Uh, I'm going to ask Tara to do her pose now. So I'm going to, for this is for the <laughs> thumbnail. I'm going to count down three, two, one, and say pose. Are you okay with hands? Being you can do the... hands. Just make sure they're only cut off at the bottom and not the sides. Same your head. Okay. Right. So yes, if you want to do hand things, yes. So here we go. Three, two, one, pose. <laughs> all right hopefully you can work with it <laughs> i may have to make you do that again afterwards because you moved a bit too quickly but you won't do it again there, so oh, it's okay. fine. okay uh, uh so there you go that is that is that uh, i'll tell you what's coming next week i checked before we started the current schedule has us returning to planet of the apes next week for beneath the planet of the apes so look forward two to two good movies in a row We'll see. <laughs> we'll return to uh, the, that franchise with a, a Charlton Heston cameo uh, <laughs> and some other stuff. So look forward to that. Uh, you know, please do like, though, if you're on YouTube. Uh, liking is really important. It lets uh, the YouTube algorithm know that we're worth recommending out. So please do. You can comment, of course. You can you can subscribe, all these things. Uh, we mentioned Patreon earlier on if you want to, uh, you know, support us financially you can go to patreon.com slash mail plus tv uh otherwise though i would say get us on twitter at the ace podcast tara would you like to recommend any other mail plus tv content uh to people uh well if you're a fan of science fiction we are currently working through the new season of twilight zone <laughs> for some reason so you can hate watch it with us and <laughs> who and knows there might be some gems we've, we've only watched one episode so far yeah. In addition to the, the old stuff, too. So we've got both of them running alongside. Yeah, and if you are a fan of Twilight Zone, we are watching the original ones right now, so you can watch it with us and watch a good Twilight Zone series. <laughs> mm. So yeah. there you go. Uh, that is that. Um, is there anything else left to tell you before I wrap up the show? I don't think so. I think we've, we've done it. We've, we've... Watch the blob. We've blob their way through this blobby review and we're ready to blob out so <laughs> thank you very much for watching or listening we always appreciate it uh, keep watching science fiction guys and computer at salsa but hockey season ended months ago